podcast episode 8. Thank you for joining us. My name is Sahil. My name is Arman. We'll be your two brown dudes that talk sports. But first off, before we start talking about any sports, you went to go see Endgame yesterday, man. How was it? Oh, man. I think that's the best. Uh, I don't know if it's the, one of the best movies I've ever seen, but I can guarantee you it's probably the best Marvel movie I've ever seen. And it's insane. Worth the hype. I was coming into expecting a lot, and I exceeded expectations for me, at least. That's good. I mean, a lot of people say, like, oh, like, you know how some people, like, they just go watch a new movie and they automatically say, like, oh, it's the best movie of all time. But you, like, since you've been following, like, all MCU movies, do you, like, actually feel like, oh, this is the best one yet? Like, yeah, you- it's, it, cause this is, like, the grand finale, per se, the end game. They're closing out. So Marvel has these phases. This was the... Not the end of Phase 3, because the next Spider-Man movie that's coming out is the essential end of it. But this was like the whole... They wrapped up a lot of stories. And it's like, the way they did it was great. Obviously, Infinity War is probably my second favorite. But this edited it just because it wraps up everybody's story. Gives you a little bit more in-depth to their... um, Why they thought of certain things, the way they went ahead with the movie. Uh, I mean, it had a bit of everything. Action, drama. It was The movie was hilarious throughout. That's I mean, yeah. Yeah, I mean, all the fans were happy from the looks of it. Like, all the MCU fans. But I feel, I don't know if you want to talk about spoilers or not. But, like I said, I'm already spoiled. It's all good with me. Like, I don't know if you want to do it or not. Yeah, I mean, I don't mind. I, I can say that uh, I like the way they set it up for the future. Uh, right, first had, off, guys, uh, spoiler warning, all right? Spoiler okay. warning for anybody. Spoiler listening. warning here. Uh, Skip so- this part if you don't want to listen to it. All right. <laughs> so, uh, Iron Man dies. That's a spoiler. It's a pretty big one. Uh, it's one that I got spoiled on just randomly searching through Reddit. Yeah. That's the best part about watching the movie now that I can't get spoiled because shit was a hassle trying not to get spoiled. Uh, people were posting it in just like just sports Reddit comments. They were posting Iron Man dies all of a sudden. But yes, yeah, so Iron Man dies. Uh, Captain America in the movie essentially is retired. Uh, he gets old through this time machine mechanism they have. It's tough to go into depth if you haven't seen the movie. But so they basically set those OG Avengers they had, wrapped up their stories to put a lineup for the next Avengers if they do make one in the far future with a new entire cast of a new group of heroes. I mean, yeah, it's pretty interesting though, because like if like Iron Man dies, and that's essentially the main one, he started off all this MCU movies from what I understand, right? Like, yeah, he, he first... kicked it off Iron Man 1, 2000. Eight, I would think. I think it is eight or seven. Like, yeah. I, like I'm not into like all the Marvel movies, but I remember seeing like Iron Man. That one, that one. I'm pretty sure a lot of people have seen that movie. Just from like, and they know like when you look at Marvel, you think of Iron Man. Like he's like the essentially the face of the brand, right? And it's like killing off the main character. It's like, oh, can they continue on with the story, right? Like what's gonna happen? That's the interesting point now. Oh yeah, right? and, and yeah. in the fashion that they did in the sh- in the mo- in the movie, kind of gave him like a heroic ending. Um, he essentially started the whole universe and he saved the day at the end. But then obviously he wasn't there to see what he saved, but he knew he saved the day, which was pretty cool. Yeah, definitely, man. So would you say, like, essentially, so you would say Endgame, okay, you said it was the best Marvel movie. But would you go as far to the fact to say that is the best movie of all time? <clears throat> I don't know if I can say it's the best. I'd have to sit and think about that. But, like, just seeing it it's still fresh in my mind and uh i put superhero movies high on my lists anyways so I, I would say it's it's up there i don't know if it's the best of all time though that's something that i have to say that's this thing like who's the goat uh 
I'm going to say Kobe, but like I'm just saying, just to put it in perspective, you have to sit down and really think some things like that and all that. So, well, I mean, judging by, judging by a goat opinion, then probably not. No. Oh, okay. <laughs> all, right, all right. Never mind. We'll, we'll, let the, we'll let the movie pundits talk about all that stuff, but with sports, right? We'll let, we'll let the movie pundits debate all that. That's true. All right. So let's get into some basketball now, what the fans came here to see. So. We'll go over a round one prediction. So I want to talk to this about you. So I want to see like how we compared, right? In the first round, how we did. And essentially just recap each series, right? Yeah. All right. Bucks for I'm pretty sure everybody and everybody saw that coming. I'm pretty sure like you could tell a kid that doesn't watch basketball. Oh, look at this team. Look at all the talent. And look at this team. Like, oh, yeah, you can tell that's a sweep, right? And it wasn't even close. Like each game was on average of like 15 points at the minimum. Uh, I mean, that's the closest that Detroit brought it back to as far as – the difference in scoring goes. Uh, they had said, oh, we got Blake Griffin back. That didn't make much of a difference, unfortunately. Uh, he was hurt, too, throughout the entire series, but even a healthy Blake couldn't uh, stop the onslaught that they were going to happen to him. I mean, they were just so overmatched, right? Just, like, Blake, and they don't really have anybody else that can even score around 15 points, right? So, like, it's like, yeah, how are they going to score an offense and everything? When they got Giannis, Middleton, Miritich, all these guys, it's just overmatched. You know what I mean? So yeah, to conclude, Bucks won, Pistons suck, right? So, <laughs> <clears throat> all right. So the Raptors series, we also nailed right on the money, four one four one. So the first game, it was looking like, oh snap, like okay, Magic might get two. They might not get the series, but they might get two or something. But then the Raptors just eased through them easily. So yeah, four one that. Okay, the Sixers series, you got that one, four one, and I said four two because I thought D'Angelo Russell or somebody could take another game. But then Jared Dudley had to just go out there and just go crazy, you know. <laughs> Give I mean? them uh, extra energy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, that one you got right on the money. Man, you're three and zero right now, man. You're like an NBA playoff expert right now. So far, but then I dropped the ball and won for sure. So the Celtics series, we both predicted four two. So I would say we both pretty much got that right. Like we know the Celtics, but then they swept. But like. We thought Indiana would obviously push them a little bit, right? Because like, I know a few close games. I think game two and the closeout game were pretty close. But then Boston had control of the entire series from the other games that they won. And a sweep is a sweep. I mean, can't knock them for anything about that. Yeah, no matter if the point differential was like two points for each game or whatnot. But yeah, it was a sweep. But like, yeah, I mean, they could have won a couple of games. Like they had game three. They had game four. Hell, they even had game two. So like, yeah. they could have had a couple of games on that. Warrior series... Damn, we were close. We said 4-1, 4-1. Obviously, we didn't think the Clippers would be a bunch of dogs and get two games. You know what Man, I mean? Lou Will, bro, he was relentless. Dude, can you believe he's only getting paid like $8 million a year? It's this insane. Crazy, I mean... Right? Stephen A gets 10, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Stephen A makes more than Lou Will. And Lou Will so out here is single, almost single-handedly beating the Warriors. <laughs> That's crazy, bro. Like, you got pundits making more money than this guy. Like, come on, man. Like, he deserves some respect. Montrez Harold, man. As a Laker fan, you hate to say it, right? But, like, man, they got a really bright future, though. They have it scares a really me. Bright I mean, future. like, we had the better squad, I think, coming into the season. Obviously, injuries took a toll on us, but then we can't use that excuse all the time. The Clippers don't essentially were supposed to be tanking. Yeah, I mean, exactly. they even traded Tobias Harris midway through this season, and they messed around, got to the eighth seed, and took the Warriors to an extra two games that they shouldn't have been there. So, I mean, it was insane. The bench was good. Lou Williams played great. Montrez Harrell played great. Patrick Beverly was a pest. Oh man, that guy's just like all over the place, right? I feel yeah. like he's like he's like the one guy you go to the YMCA, right? He's just that one guy, like okay, he's not. He's just gonna go out there and just play every like all inch, all every, all over you, right? Just like 
He's not going to let you move this way, this way. He's just like that one guy. He's not going to score that much, but he's just going to try to not let you score. That's his job. And, and he'll hey, talk. That's what he wants to do. And yeah, he'll talk he like wants. he's putting up 30, but he's not. But he'll talk <laughs> like he is. Yeah. Good old Patrick Beverly. All right. So that series, we didn't get the games, but we got it all right. So 4-2. And, and here's a series where we got a little bit of disagreement. So I got the Nuggets winning this series, and then they did win. You had the Spurs in seven, which it could have happened either way. All I'm going to say is why didn't San Antonio foul at the end of their game? They oh, yeah, just yeah, gave yeah. it up. It seemed Dude, like. I don't know like, what it was. They just had a brain fart, brain fuse. I don't know what it was, but they just they just quit. I don't know if they quit or they just already just, just accepted defeat, which is what it looked like. But, I mean, it was a close series, though. I mean, I had it seven. Could have gone either way. No, man, they were thinking about Cancun or something. I don't know what they were doing. Honestly, that last possession, this just looks like they don't even care. Like, it was like a preseason game. Like, oh, who cares, right? Like, DeRozan, like, wholeheartedly, just half-heartedly dribbled the ball or whatnot. He's like, ah, who cares? We already lost. Like, yeah. no effort whatsoever. It was weird, right? It was a weird... But one yeah. thing was, um, the reason why I had San Antonio winning in the first place was because I didn't think uh, Denver, outside of Jokic, was going to really show anything. But then, I'm not going to lie, Jamal Murray... Uh, oh man, he made, he made a name for himself. He made some big shots. He had that one game where he missed at the end, where I was saying this is the reason why Denver isn't going to win. But I mean, essentially, him and Jokic, Jokic was going to do his thing regardless. But Jamal Murray picked up his uh, his um, part of the load, did his thing, and uh, the reason why they're advancing. Uh, I want to just talk to you about this. Do you think Jamal Murray has become a top ten point guard in the NBA from what you've seen so far in the playoffs? <sighs> Top 10 point guard, Jamal Murray. Uh, I mean, just because there's so many names that are fluttering through my mind, I, I could see him maybe towards the end of the top 10. Um, just like off the top of my head, I can say, oh, we have Steph Curry. Yeah. Uh, you have Chris Paul. This is in obviously no order right now. I'm just yeah. stating names. So there's two guys. You got Westbrook. That's three. Sure. I, would, I, would, I would put Westbrook in the top 10. No, he's in the top. I was just messing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dame... Damian Lillard, man, at number four. Oh, he's uh, probably at number not two. Not at honestly. number four. I'm just saying, like, just, that's the fourth point guard I lamed. But, man, he's balling out, though. Uh, yeah, I could see Jamal Murray in the top ten. I could see yeah. him in the top ten. Like, I'd have to sit down and look at all the point guards. But just, like, right now, especially for what he's doing right now in the playoffs as well, I could see him bump up his stock a bit. Yeah, like, honestly, like, you go down the list where you got no order, like, Kyrie, Steph, Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook. Are we considering James Harden a point guard? No, he's not a point guard. He's a shooting guard, I feel like. Yeah. But, I mean, uh, he does have the ball in his hands like 99% of the time. But, I mean, if you I want think, to consider a point guard. I think but... Jamal Murray is better than John Wall. Ooh. I think he's think better that. than John Wall. Like a healthy John Wall. Okay, like, no, he's not much. healthy, though. So, we can't say it. And who is to say? We don't know how he's going to come back after the injury right now. But, I mean, the, for what Jamal Murray's been doing right now, I think, he, I, think, I think he might actually be better than John Wall. He's a better shooter than Wall. Oh, yeah, that's, that's for sure. His I defense, think we're better shooters than John Wall. <laughs> yeah, it's a little questionable, man. He did his thing uh, in the series with San Antonio. He's smart. He gets plays done. They obviously have a system there. Um, but Wall, I mean, yeah, Wall's fast. I think Wall has that a lot for him. But then if the athleticism cuts down, John Wall's offensive game isn't going to be as great as Jamal Murray's is. That's, I can see what you're saying from that. I can see where you're coming from. And we have to see how John Wall bounces back next year, but... Uh, I can see it a bit over him. In the, I mean, didn't the guy get hurt? Like, he, he, how did he get hurt? He got hurt, like, at home or something, Yeah, right? hurt at home, supposedly. That's what they're saying. He, I don't know. <laughs> Andrew Bynum thing or something? Oh, shit, yeah. 
man, that was I don't know, man. John Wall, man, I, the guy was playing so well, like at the beginning of his career, it looked like he was actually becoming something, right? But like, it's so weird what's happened to his career, man. Like, people are now saying is John Wall a bust, man? Like, it's come to that. Like, it's that's how bad it's gone with his situation. Yeah, I mean, it's because. I mean, even when he was on healthy on the team, like, what were they doing in the playoffs? Nothing, basically. Nothing. They yeah. had those years where they're like, oh, John Wall and Bradley Beal are one of the top backcourts in the NBA. Uh, they were making a name for themselves, but they obviously never amounted to anything. No, you're right, though, dude. But, like, what, second round? They would never get past second round. They were saying, like, oh, like, we want LeBron and stuff like that. And I'm like, okay. All right, Bradley Beal. You guys, you guys got him, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you guys want to see him. <laughs> didn't even see him, right? <laughs> they didn't get to that point, right? I mean, yeah, like, I could see Jamal Murray being a top 10 point guard, honestly. Like, the way, like, you play in the playoffs, he's arguably the second best player on the Nuggets. I don't think that's a debate. Like, he's the second guy behind Jokic. Yeah, no, he definitely is. And you can tell when it gets down to late-game situations, if Jokic is not the guy, they want the ball in Murray's hands. All I remember was, like, before the season, people were saying, oh, he's going to take Isaiah Thomas's job. And I think that has really come back to, like, this. It's, that's over now. Like, I think Isaiah Thomas, like, Jamal Murray's definitely sealed that job for sure. Like, he's way past him. Oh, yeah, yeah def- definitely. Uh, uh, I feel bad for Isaiah Thomas, though. But, yeah, there were, that was the thing. Yeah. Uh, so that, that series was, like, a, I had that one. So it's pretty... I mean, we're doing a good job predicting these series. And then here's the one where we just completely botched. We had the Thunder beating the Blazers in six. And obviously, that was not even close. That series is just, man, Russell Westbrook, though. How about that performance that he put up? Oh, man. That what was... amazing shooting display, right? Uh, I think uh, they let the world know, or at least the Portland Trailblazers did, that they're not uh, just another pushover team anymore. They're actually taking a step in the right direction. And that Damian Lillard is better than Westbrook. He displayed yeah. it westbrook at sometimes you could see in the series was trying to play uh not one-on-one but try to match damian lillard which he could never do but it seemed like westbrook was trying to make it that and Lillard just in the flow he was killing it shooting from deep like it was nothing that game winning shot to win the series man damian lillard is something else and the portland chill bases are too dude like putting a 50 in a closeout game hitting that Three, just like not even like going in, right? Like he's like, okay, I'm gonna make this 35 feet away. Like I'm gonna stay right here. He just oh, yeah, shot the, it, bam! Bad shot, the bad shot. Yeah, that's as a bad George shot. would say. That's <laughs> a bad shot, totally. And he's been making that the whole year. That's a bad shot, right? I mean, has it come to the point with OKC where you're like, oh man, they're out of excuses now. Like you guys are just losing in the first round every year, right? You guys say, oh, we got unfinished business, right? But like, where's the unfinished business? Losing in the first round in five now. Next is four. Next year is gonna be four. I don't know. All I know is they can't blame Melo now. Melo's not even on the team, oh, and they got out quicker. No. Uh, I, I, man, Paul George really has to reevaluate this decision that he made uh, going over to Oklahoma City, thinking he can do something special with Westbrook. I don't know, man. I just don't see anything <laughs> happening. Uh, this they should have taken the series though. This was a series they should have won. Yeah, easily. Regardless of how, I mean, obviously Damian did his thing, but that's up to Westbrook to shut it down, right? He. Mm-hmm. I remember last year uh, when they lost to Utah. Ricky Rubio had a game, and Westbrook made it his job to shut that shit down, like he would say. Over here, he was getting shut down. He was shutting himself down, essentially. He's going <laughs> buy a basket. Like, I always used to be a guy like that always defended Westbrook. Like, okay, he averaged three straight triple-doubles. Like, three straight years. That's never been done. That's pretty historic, right? We're not knocking him on that. But, like, it's, like, come to the point where, like, man, like, this guy shoots so much that he's not even, like, a point guard anymore. Like, he doesn't... 
distribute like Kyrie and these guys like okay yeah they're scoring first right but like they distribute the ball like in ways like not like Westbrook does if you get what I mean like not in a way like padding your stats but like actually in a way like you're setting up your teammates for success like I feel like Westbrook just passes just like oh here give me my assist right now like get this basket in there right now catch and shoot catch and shoot (laughs) I swear every time somebody touches the ball like they always shoot it when Westbrook gives it to them I think the team has bought into it, too. Uh, And another thing is, I mean, yeah, what Westbrook's doing, no knock on that. But I feel like the reason why he's gotten a pass for this play, solid play for so long, was because everyone felt bad that KD left to where it was okay for Westbrook to do everything like this. And now everyone's been okay with it, and now he's still doing the same thing. And now that people are over the KD leaving situation and all that, People are now realizing, damn, man, uh, Westbrook doesn't look too good. But he's been doing this the entire time. This has been Westbrook for the past few years. Partly there's yes. when KD left. Yeah. And it's sort of been like the NBA's evolved too, right? Like, you're not going to just keep playing that way all the time. It's not going to work now. Like, for Westbrook, like, it's sort of, he's sort of becoming, I hate to say this about a guy like that, but, like, irrelevant, right? Like, it's just not, like... Like his, it's not his era is like moved on now. I feel like it's like the newer point guards like Kyrie, Steph, Damian Lillard have all just surpassed him. Like he's not there anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, that not having a three, being a three point liability is a big thing. And then the other thing is when you're not able to score outside of getting slashing buckets and poor poor shot decisions that he's doing. These mid range tough shots, these jack up shots doesn't help. He's not as efficient as the other point guards are. Yeah, like, even in the season, though, it looked like he was going to change his game. Like, he was deferring to Paul George all the time. He's like, okay, I'm I'm totally comfortable with being second option. I'm like, okay, okay, she actually might do something in the playoffs. Like, I thought they could get to the West Finals, but, like, not, not... Westbrook's back in the playoffs. It's Westbrook. He's back. He hasn't gone anywhere. It's still the same guy. Yeah, I mean, Paul George, uh, he did his thing. Uh, obviously, there was he a did, game where yeah, he, he struggled a bit or they didn't shoot too well. But then again, what can you do when your other teammate isn't really helping you out much and you got to basically put the team on the back? But, I mean, I don't think you can blame Paul George at all this series. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I mean, you should, actually. I mean, they should have won. But more of the blame goes to Westbrook as far as who you're blaming. Uh, you could say the coach as well. But at the end of the day, I mean, OKC needs to look at what they can change. The only problem is they're so over the cap with their financial situations, they can't really change as a team. Yeah. So, I mean, like, if they come back next year with essentially the same core roster, I mean, can what can they do if we already saw what happened this year and the past year? So, I don't know. They're going to have to look in the mirror and try to change things that way. But then, like how Westbrook was saying, he has to think of it. Playing, being in, what is he, in his 11th year right now? Something like that, yeah. It, I don't think someone can change off the flip like that. I mean, you have to grow. Younger players can start gradually changing. He's been doing this for the past 10, 11 years. I mean, I don't, I don't see an, a major change in his game jump on, right off the bat like that. So, I mean, yeah, it'll be interesting man. to see OKC in the future. I mean, yeah, it's just, they're, they're stuck, like you said, with the salary cap. Like, they can't really do much to upgrade. They're going to have to maybe... Did I say trade Westbrook, man? I don't know if they can Paul do that. George. That's the problem. Yeah, th- I mean, that would be something you'd have to think. Sam Presti has probably has to at least contemplate it to see what he can get out of it. I mean, like, we always say, like, okay, West, uh, Durant left, Harden left. 
And then look at, I mean, did I say it, but man, look at what those guys are doing without Westbrook and look at what Westbrook is doing. Like, I always used to defend Westbrook. Like, oh, like, why did KD and Harden, I mean, Harden got traded, right? But like, like, oh, I used to defend Westbrook. Okay, they're choosing the right guy. Like, okay, they chose Westbrook. He's the right guy. But I kind of understand what the media people are saying, man. Like, Westbrook, damn, he might be a cancer to a team. Like, honestly, he's a <laughs> hell of a player, but might be a cancer, like, to team success. Is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I mean, there's it, it looks like it so far. That's for sure. Yeah, man. Westbrook, get yourself a jump shot, buddy. I don't know, man. All right. And then for the last series to recap, it was the Rockets and Jazz series. It ended up being 4 1. Yeah, I dropped I had the ball on that one. one. You had 4 3. I mean, if you look at it coming in, dude, you had a point, though. Like, Utah was a good team, they could compete. Yeah, I mean, they gave uh, Houston a bit of a, more of a challenge, even though it was 4-1 at the end of the day. There was obviously a few games they could have stole at the end. Uh, when they won that one game, it seemed like, oh, a lot of momentum went Utah's way. But then again, I mean, Donovan Mitchell still has room to grow, still yeah. needs to grow. Uh, I believe that shot that he missed will help him eventually get better as a player, just because mm-hmm. you can use that as motivation. Um, but, uh, I mean, Utah, we didn't expect them to go far anyways, even though if I said they could take use in a seven, they'll have to change up, get a few things, get a little bit better. Uh, but yeah, I mean, the Rockets did their thing 4-1. They took out a Jazz team, which was stronger than the uh, the Warriors playing the Clippers, and they took them out quicker. So, I mean... Yeah, we'll get into that in the second round series when we talk about all the matches. But yeah, I mean, the first round, the Rockets looked like, oh... They were just going to... I just thought coming in, I was like, okay, the Rockets are just really good. The Jazz. I don't know besides Donovan Mitchell what I see from everybody else, right? And I guess that ended up being the case because like... Yeah. like Because like other guys, whether it be like Corver, Rubio, Gobert. Oh, Gobert, don't even like... Man, the guy had like Eric Gordon on him a couple times and he was like scared to like post him up. I'm like... Gobert, oh, I, I think he was crying because he didn't make the All-Star team. I mean, right. that's I mean, why you didn't make. That's it. why you didn't make the All Star team when you have a so guy many... that's six four, six five behind you, and you're essentially one turnaround from a standing dunk or a post hook away from the basket, and you don't want that shot. I mean, come on, dog. Dude, like if I was that tall at basketball, dude, I would do everything in my power to just try to just put it in all the time when I get the ball down the low post, everything. Yeah, like, he's so long too, lanky arms. He's pretty strong too. And yeah, I mean, come on, dog, get a post game. At least dunk. He led, the, I think, the NBA in most dunks made. I mean, it didn't seem like he did much in that series though. No, he probably led the series in most dunks missed and most like yeah. opportunities missed. You know what I mean? That's he's fumbling the ball a lot. Uh, yeah, he's a great defensive player. He did serve. He had his flashes, but then I felt like Capello was having his way a lot in these lobs. Their style of defense that they played on James Harden was a bit gimmicky, to where they wouldn't let him do the step back and they wanted him to drive in for the floaters. But I mean, like when the end result is four one, I mean, it's not really that good. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, so that series ended up being like that. All right, so now we get into the current. We'll talk about the current series is the second round. So which series right now is catching your eye right now that you would say is like, oh, I totally didn't expect this. Or like, oh, this is surprising. This result is surprising to me. Even though I thought like a team was going to win. But this uh, is surprising. I would say at the moment, uh, I think so. For me, I had Toronto going to the East Finals. That was my prediction. So did I. I, uh, had, I mean, going to the NBA Finals at Toronto. I had East Finals, uh, yeah. I thought they were going to beat the Sixers. Yeah, they're down right now, 2-1 to Philly. I thought they'd be 
leading in this series, but obviously they're down right now. And the, the games that they've lost haven't been too well either. So, I mean, just recently they lost today. And the majority of the reason why is because of one man who was an all-star, which oh. I, man, I don't know how or what happens when he goes to the playoffs. Dude. That man, Kyle Lowry, he's an all-star in the regular season, but then he's a bench warmer in the playoffs. Dude, honestly, I don't know what it is with him in the playoffs, man. I think he just – I don't know if he overthinks it, man, or what it is. But, like, man. I... Uh, how about this? Is Kyle Lowry a top 10-point guard? No. Well, I mean, if you – I mean, if you put it, like, going down the list, right, down the line. I mean, if I could – obviously, I can't think off the spot, but I feel like I can name 10 guys better than Kyle Lowry. Is Jamal Murray better than Kyle Lowry? I would yeah, right now, I actually think he is, yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody can argue that, honestly. Would you like, put Eric Bledsoe over Kyle Lowry? Yeah, yeah. So then I think Kyle Lowry's out of the top 10. Yeah, I, I don't think – As far as I think, I think, I think he might be. And, yeah, you could say he's an all-star in the regular season, but then what have you done in the playoffs – like he got seven points, five rebounds, and five assists today. He already had a game in the playoffs where he didn't score. And over here, Kawhi's putting up forty because he has to. Dude, he's it's, over here. He's a double agent, but he's helping the Lakers, Clippers, Knicks, Nets, right? Trying to get Kawhi. He's trying to yeah. help all these teams. Kyle Lowry's doing God's work right now. <laughs> exactly. I don't know what it is, but the playoffs in him, though, man. Like, just it's like the same game, right? I know it's the playoffs, right? It's a way different game, but like, you you have talent. Don't overthink it. Like, hit your open shots. Kawhi Leonard's hooping. Look at Kawhi. He's doing his thing. I mean, not even quite. Pascal. Pascal. So, Pascal exactly. averaged, I think, 16 points in the regular season. He's averaging 23 in the playoffs. He's taken a major step up. Lowry, this is his what? I feel like this is Lowry's 10th or 11th year in the league as well. Like, Doc, is, by now, he should be a good player in the playoffs. At least solid. You can't come out here and drop duds left and right in games you should be winning and series you should be winning. Exactly. Man. I mean, like, like I think... Uh, as of right now, I still have Toronto as my team going to the finals. But, man, if Kyle Lowry keeps his performance up, I think they might lose to Philly this round. No, honestly, they are, they're in really danger right now. They're in a panic mode right now. Because I think, like, Kawhi Leonard is going to do his thing, right? Like, I don't have any questions. Pascal would do his thing, right? But, like, today, I guess, was a rough game for him. He could have played a little bit better. I feel like Kyle Lowry, man, like, they really have a huge problem. Like, like obviously, trading away DeRozan, you got Kawhi, right? But, like... I feel like you chose the wrong... If you had to trade anybody, you'd probably trade Kyle Lowry first over DeRozan at that time. I, I think they had um, plans or some deals to trade Lowry to get Conley, which I think would have been amazing. If they had Michael Conley... Michael Conley is better than Kyle Lowry as well. Yeah, easily. That would have made a major difference. But then, uh, yeah, I don't know what it is. I mean, they... They got to find something to do. They got to fix it, find a way, because... If they, let's say they lose this series, Kawhi leaves, what are you left with? That risk you took of trading DeRozan away, which was the wrong player. <laughs> and if you're stuck with Lowry, I mean, you're not going to do anything next year. Who can you bring in when these free agents be like, oh, cool, we got Kyle Lowry. Yeah, he might be an all-star for the regular season. <laughs> but when we come to the playoffs, we know he's not going to be there. Exactly. So they're not going to attract know. free agents. Yeah. They don't, I don't even think they have enough cap, honestly, to get free agents. But, like, they're honestly really stuck right now, dude. Like, God, I don't know what it is, man. But, like, Masayo Jiri, boy, you need to leave that job, bro. I Come think to he is. I heard that he was, he's, he's looking for other places, too. I think they're going to implode, man. Toronto, I feel bad. You guys always just couldn't do anything. You guys had your good run, couldn't get beat LeBron, got stuck with that, and now this. And, man, it's, it's, 
I don't know what to say. They're gonna have to implode, break it up, start afresh. Yeah, man. I feel I feel bad for Kawhi, honestly, dude. Like the guy, I look at today, like at the post game. If you saw it, like he was a little bit like he's like, oh, come on, man. Like I gotta answer questions about this stuff. He looked a little frustrated. Like yeah. he wants this over with, just so he can go go into the off season and think about where he wants to go or whatever. But yeah, man. I think honestly, like initially in the series, I did have Toronto winning. So obviously, I don't want to like just change it up, you know what I mean? Be like the media, all this change the series up. But like, honestly, I could see Philly winning the series. They're in a really good position right now, and like, not even just the stats, but like whoever wins Game Three, I think goes on to win the series. When it's a one-one series, and then whoever wins Game Three goes on to win win it about like seventy-five percent of the time. Yeah. So that doesn't lie either, right? I mean, but Toronto has to get next game though. Like you're really done. Like yeah, but the thing is also is uh, how they respond to pressure. Playoffs, obviously, pressure as in having to win games. If Kyle Lowry's not stepping up, when the backs are against the wall, who's to say Kyle Lowry will step up at those times? So I mean, like yeah, next game is must win. Because if I feel like if they go down three one, I think the series is done. It's over. Five. five or six, maybe the annoying the Raptors is probably five, but like yeah, they probably won't even win the home somehow, game. Somehow, some way, it'll be in five. Yeah, maybe they just might quit and be like, okay, let's just get this over. We don't want to go back to Philly, right? Just get it over with. <laughs> just end the season. Dude, no one's going to show up with effort or whatnot. Oh, I'd be like, we're at home anyways. I can just lose, pack my bags, and leave. <laughs> exactly. Head <laughs> out to Cancun for a bit, then go to LA. Join LeBron and the Lakers. Hopefully, that's the case. Hopefully, man. I'm crossing my fingers. But, like, what do you think about Philly this series? Like, with the way, like, Embiid. Embiid, like, I thought he was banged up, right? That's why I always, like, okay. Maybe I don't know if Philly could be torn, but he doesn't look banged up to me. He looks pretty good. Yeah, the only inconsistency was with not Embiid's play. It was more because of his health. Because when he's yeah. healthy, he's going to do his thing. He's forced. Uh, he can drop 30, dominant threes inside post-game. Post Defensively, he's a presence just being so big. Excuse me. But, um, yeah, no, I think Philly can take this the way they've been playing, I mean, far. Dare I say the NBA Finals with how Jimmy Butler's been stepping up too now? I mean, I honestly I can see where you're coming from. If you look at that starting five, right, like Ben Simmons, JJ Redick, Tobias Harris, Jimmy Butler, Joel Embiid, right? That's po- arguably you can make a case that's probably, if not the best, one of the best starting fives in the On league. On paper, right? yeah, yeah, definitely. Especially with like Demarcus not there for the Warriors now. When you list one through five and their ability to do different things, outside of Ben Simmons. Every one of those four guys are at least a legit three-point shooting threat or shooting threat. Ben Simmons can still score. He's a good I mean, player. Yeah. yeah. They're all great on defense outside of maybe J.J. Redick. Uh, but, like, just as a unit of those five guys, I mean, it's, it seems scary all the time when they're on the court. I don't know. I think Kendall Jenner needs to tell Ben Simmons, like, if he hit a three-pointer, but I'm going to give you something. I mean, give you a little extra incentive. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know what it is, man. But, like, I mean, give him some time. Like, he's a really good player. He's probably one of the best, like, young all-around players we have in our league. So, like, he has something going for him. He's a good defender. He's a good rebounder, passer, great passer. Probably, if not, in my opinion, he's probably the best passer in the league when it comes to not assist-wise, but just, like, finding the right guy, everything. He's just such a great passer. Like, yeah, I haven't the seen the vision like and the IQ of what would be the best play. You know, definitely, he's there. And uh, at the, the one thing is, uh, he... I don't know if it's if he's scared to take jump shots because sometimes the defense is giving him a lot, but obviously if he's not efficient and make the shot, he shouldn't take it. But it's 
it's something he has to work on. He's still very young. He can. Yeah. We have seen a bunch of players in the league develop a jump shot as they went older, got older. But, I mean, I feel like going forward, at least this year, depending on who they match up with, like, I still think that this Philly team, I think this Philly team can now maybe even beat Milwaukee. First of all, you think Milwaukee? Okay, we're going, we're going to that. But oh, yeah, we'll get into that. So, but... So, like, closing predictions on this series, what would you say now with the remaining, after three games, what would you say, like, in, in this team and how many games now, if you had to pick from now? Man, I still want to say Toronto and six. I'll, stick, six? I'll, I'll, stick, I'll stick with Toronto and six. I'm going to have to go with Sixers and six. I'm going to go Sixers and six. Hey, man, the way Kyle Lowry's playing, bro, I can see that. I can see five. I'm not the guy like that likes to overreact, but I just feel like, the Sixers are playing so well right now. Like, they're gelling. They're actually looking like the Sixers team we all thought when they got Jimmy Butler and Tobias Harris. Yes. I think they're playing really well. All right, and now we'll go to the other series we were talking about, the Celtics and Bucks. And so far, I mean, even kill on this series, like, 1-1, right? This Celtics series, blew them out game one. It's weird, because, yeah, because the Celtics blew the Bucks out, and then the Bucks blew Boston out. So I really don't know who has more advantage. Uh, all I know is the Boston got one on the road. Now they're at home. Yeah. So I could say maybe you give the edge towards uh, Boston because Kyrie's been in the playoffs. He's been a champion, so he knows how to maybe take care of his business. They obviously swept Indiana, which I think they would. But let's see. I think uh, if Boston takes this game, and in whatever fashion it is, it'll be, it'll be a major thing. No, that's so true, though. Like I had Boston initially in seven. I still feel like Milwaukee can steal another game on the road. Like, in one of these next two games, I feel like they will steal one. But I feel like this series is going to come down to Game 7. Like, this series is, like, so closely matched. I feel like this, to me, is the best series of the play. Like, right now. Yeah, I was just about to say that. Like, as much as the hype in Golden State and Houston is, uh, even though I don't think that series is going to go to 7, I think think this one is going to be the best in terms of, uh, like, going to 6 or maybe 7, being close. And being one of the more exciting series. Yeah, dude, definitely. Like, Giannis, first game he had it a little rough. Like, they were trapping him, putting, like, three, four guys on him, cl- clogging the lane and everything. Al Horford was just, I don't know what he was on that game, but, man. Oh, yeah, drinking his chocolate milk. That that's block, man. That, that's true. I don't know what it was. And Kyrie Irving showed up. It's so special. And the next game, Giannis just comes out there and just, like, they make adjustments. He goes out there and just does what Giannis does. So game three is really interesting, man. This game to me is huge. Like, if the Celtics win this game, I feel like they'll get confidence. Maybe get game four. Yeah. I don't know if Milwaukee's the type of team like when they're facing a situation. Like, yeah, they were face- facing a situation being one 0 down at home, right? But when you're down two one on the road, and you have to win game four, like that's the game you have to win. Like, I don't know if they have the players to do that. Like they're so young. This is like the first deep one they're making together. As a yeah, unit. I mean, Giannis has been playing well. Middleton's been really consistent. Bledsoe's been the guy that has been here and there a bit. They'll need more consistent play from him and the rest of the team. They're obviously missing Brogdon really bad. Yeah. He really helped. But yeah, like I 100% agree. If Boston wins this next game, whatever fashion it is, that game four is a must win for Milwaukee because I don't think they can come back down 3-1. No, man, I don't think any most teams can, right? But like, it's just like... With Milwaukee, do you think like they just needed like the other role players in your step up, or do you feel like it's like Giannis can do something different here and there and like 
excel more to like that level we thought he was going to reach. Well, I feel like Giannis has to do his part still. Like uh, game one, he had 22. He can't have a bad night because the team is predicated around him being so much of a force offensively to where he can free up everybody else. Because if Giannis is doing his thing and he's getting 26, 27, or whatever it is, but if he's in a rhythm attacking the basket, it's going to pull people into the into the paint mm-hmm. to where he can kick it out to a guy, and that guy has to be able to make a shot. But the only way that the guy can have that opportunity to make the shot is if Giannis is on one to where he's attracting more players to him and becoming the focus. But I feel like Brad Stevens is uh, he's a smart enough coach to where he can try to make some adjustments to where they can cover both Giannis and in the passing lanes like they showed in game one. Uh, as long as they, what I think is, if they don't give Giannis space to get that first two long steps in or his dribble in to where he can blow past you, not by just speed, but just by the strides that he takes, I mean, they could pretty much lock everything down. But, I mean, it's once again, Giannis is probably one of the best players in the league. It's tough to lock somebody down like that. Yeah, he could obviously just go out there and drop 40 tomorrow or just go crazy, right? But, like, I still feel like I'm sticking. I know I've said this on a lot of podcast episodes. I still feel the Celtics are going to win the East, man. I just feel like the way, like, Kyrie Irving is playing, they're starting to look like that Celtics team we all had in mind. Like, beginning of the year, like, they're going to play solid defense. Kyrie Irving is going to lead these guys. Al Horford, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown all going to contribute here and there. Scary Terry going to come off the bench and give you, like, 12. They're starting to look like that team, like that's really going to challenge. I think whoever comes out of the West in the NBA Finals. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, they've getting uh, Jalen Brown's been stepping up a bit. Uh, Kyrie Irving still probably, even though Giannis is the best player uh, on the court, I still trust Kyrie more in any situation in this game. If it's down the line, I'd rather have Kyrie with the ball. I feel like. I still feel like maybe Kyrie might actually be the best player on the court, even though no, you obviously Giannis I do is, think so. I do. Yeah, think so. I feel like that's the thing. So when uh, Boston does have that edge, they have that experience that should factor in as well. But uh, it's it's going to be something to see. I think Boston's uh, they're more deeper than Milwaukee is too, just because these young guys had that one playoff run the season before yeah. last year, kind of accelerated their growth. So I mean, it'll be good to see. That's for sure. So the next game is going to be big. Obviously, game four is going to be huge. Yeah, and like Gordon Hayward's starting to play like a little bit like Gordon Hayward again. He's looking like his old self, putting in 18, 19 off the bench, contributing for them. And like, yeah, you're right, though. Like, I feel like with Giannis, like, obviously, we know Giannis if you just look at the intangibles and everything. Giannis is obviously a better player than Kyrie. But like, I feel like playoff basketball is played in such a slower way. And you're not just going to go out there and just dunk on like 30 people every game like Giannis does every time. But like, I feel like Kyrie is, like, better in these type of situations. I mean, I know this might sound crazy, but, like, I feel like Kyrie Irving, like, in a playoff series, you'd rather have him than Giannis. Yeah, Because Giannis hasn't done it yet, if you get what I'm saying. Like, I feel like if Milwaukee had to have played Indiana in the first round, Indiana and Milwaukee would have gone to six games. Yeah. I feel like that would have been the case. Just because they don't have, um, just, like, the downline experience pace that they can play at the end of the games controlling tempo uh obviously they did their thing against detroit and now they get they get their one game against boston but it's so early in the series to see how really much of a factor that is so i mean as obviously we'll see as the series progresses if somehow boston takes over and wins the next three and they end up 4-1 or anything like that they do get that 3-1 lead then i think milwaukee has a lot of things they got to look at too as far as 
coming in back next year or if they were really even that great in the first place to begin with. Yeah, definitely. All right, rest of series prediction, if you had to put it. Uh, I still have Milwaukee in six. I'm going to stick with my gut. Milwaukee in six. Celtics in seven. Looks like nothing's has changed. Like, so far, we can't really tell, right? It looks like yeah, it's, it's going to plan. it's still too early. Still too early right now. Yeah, series is going to plan right now. How we, like, thought coming in. Like, 1-1, one, one, probably. Yeah. All right, now segue to the West. We'll save the we'll save that one series in the West that you know what I'm talking about for last. The for best last. one, right? Where the team can go to the finals, Portland and Denver? Definitely. <laughs> All right, starting off with that one, right? <laughs> so you had Denver coming game one, winning, Jokic playing well. And the next game, you had the Wolf players in Portland leading them to the win yesterday. So this series right now, I mean, obviously you said, okay, Denver struggling coming in, right? Portland just breezed to OKC and they're like, okay. I got Portland in six or something, just looking at it on paper. But, man, this series is so hard to predict, too. Like, just the way Jokic is playing. Jokic is actually becoming a superstar in my eyes. The way yeah, I think playing. you were, we were talking about it off pod, about Jokic maybe even being the best center in the NBA, which I can yeah. definitely see that. I think so, honestly. Just because he's leading his own team. Like, if you look at a guy like Joel Embiid, right, some days he doesn't have to be the best player on his team to win, right? Like, Jimmy Butler can have a big game. Ben Simmons can have a big game. I feel like for Denver to win, Jokic has to have a big game. Like, even against the Spurs, he had to have a big game. He had to have that triple-double game seven. He had to have that 40 and 16 or whatever he did in game four to even up the series. Like, he had some big games to, like, in the most adverse situations. I feel like that can't go, like, under the radar. He's playing well. He's He's showing that he's a star. He's actually almost averaging a triple-double, I think, somewhere upwards of 20 points, 12 boards, and, like, eight assists, I think. Yeah, yeah, 8.6 assists. I mean, he's killing it right now. And obviously, when Joe uh, Jokic plays well, the team plays well, and they win. Uh, so, yeah, this series is going to be... I think this series... Ah, oh, man. I, I Initially, going into it, just because I fell into the hype with what Damian yeah, was see. doing. Like, I was like, there's no way that Portland's going to... Uh, they're going to be there. I think they're going to beat Denver, just because oh, Denver struggled with San Antonio, blah, 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 this and that, like you were saying. But I think Denver, I think they might actually win this series, though. And I think that's, have a real shot. that's my pick. That's my pick. I actually pick Denver to win this series. Uh, I'm going to still say Portland, but I think you're 100% on the money. I think Denver has a real shot to win this series. Harvard, Arguably, I feel like it's going to be in seven, though. No, I think it's just going seven easily. Because I feel like Denver is going to get another game. One of these games in Portland coming up, three or four. I feel like they're going to get one of these. And I feel like... Like you, like we were talking about earlier with Jamal Murray, and like he's contributing. Gary Harris, these guys too, like playing all right, like to the standard that's needed for them. And then Jokic is just playing like out of his mind. Arguably, he's probably one of the five best players in the playoffs right now. Oh, I think, def- I think that's, definitely. Oh, definitely. I think that's crazy to say, right? Like he's probably maybe even higher if you want to look at it. Like a couple, three guys playing in the playoffs right now. But yeah, so I think the level that he's playing at, I feel like Denver has a shot. But then I'm not. Betting against Damian Lillard this year, man. I'm I'm into that hype train. I just think that the way he's playing, it's like destiny for him this year to get to the West Finals. Like, get over that hump of the second round, first round. I feel like he's going to do something special this year. And dare I say it, I think he could even take him to the Finals. Dare I say it. I think uh, he can. That's, that's I, I'm not going to pick it. I'm not going to pick it. You know I'm not going to pick it. But, like, I'm just saying, like, why not? Like, Warriors one, are vulnerable. Rockets one thing vulnerable. I'll give you is Damian Lillard and that Portland team are not afraid. I feel like if they're, I think they're ready. If they, if they had to play the Warriors, I don't think they'd be just bowed down and be like, all right, this is we can accept defeat. We shouldn't be here. I feel like they believe they should be here, and they believe they should be going to the finals and winning. 
It's just the mentality that they have and Damian Lillard's mentality, and it shows on the court. They they fight to win. Uh, they did the next man up. They lost Nurkic. Ines Kanner stepped in, and Kanner's been filling up that role actually pretty well. Oh, yes. So, Dude, I mean, he's literally playing just like Nurkic, just like exactly. a copy and paste. It's yeah. exactly the same thing. So, yeah, no, I can see. I think if Portland does win, I do think Portland could give the Warriors or the Rockets a better fight. Uh, just because I think if this like if this goes to plan, it goes to seven games. I think Denver will be pretty tired by that point too. But yeah. I just feel like sometimes you need that guy like a Damian Lillard to go out there and be able to put up fifty. Now obviously Jokic can put up forty two, and he's shown that. But like just the threat that Damian Lillard is from beyond the three point line, like the dude is shooting from like almost half court, and he's dude, lethal. From up. So it's just like how do you defend that when that's creating so much space? He's all he's looking like Steph Curry now almost from that range. Dude, he's honestly having a like Steph Curry type one. Like he did in 2016 regular season. He's literally doing that right now, like in the playoffs. Like it's so crazy, like what he's doing. But then yeah, like going back to like I don't know why. I'm just like Jokic is like I'm in the hype train for Jokic too. But like, man, I was questioning, like, okay, Denver doesn't have a superstar, right? Like, how are they gonna do this in the playoffs? I think they got that superstar now. I yeah, think Jokic I think, is the guy. I think, I think so. I think Jokic has made a name for himself, and going forward, he should be regarded as one of the top players in the NBA. Yeah, I think he's. I think he's a top ten player in the league. I don't even think that that's crazy to say. Or, or like, we always have to look at it, right? But like, I feel like he's top ten. I, I don't know who's on the list, but like, I think he's a top ten player in the league right now. Oh no, I would say he's top ten. Yeah, the way he's playing. All right, now here comes the series that all you probably wanted us to hear our thoughts about. You guys all wanted to probably hear what we have to say about Scott Foster and the referees, right? What do we think about the Nah, but so far, I mean, I think this series so far is going to plan. Warriors took care of the first two home games by close games. These games could have gone either way. They were right there. So I still feel like I'm sticking with that Warriors in seven. Like, I had the Warriors in seven coming in, like, off pod. We were talking about it. I feel like, yeah, I still feel like Warriors in seven. What do you think? I... Uh, obviously, yeah, close games. Things could have gone either way. A lot of controversy with the whole ref situation, blah, blah, blah. Oh, uh, I, I still think Warriors win. Yeah. Uh, I still think six, but it's a close six. Like, uh, Houston gives up their fight, but then obviously they don't go to seven because Golden State wins out a close one in game six or something like that. So I still choose Golden State in six, though. I mean, yeah, the Rockets are playing well. Obviously, next two games, they literally have to win these next two. These are, like, have-to-win games. Like, if you go down 3-1, you're not going to win game five in Oracle this time. I don't. I mean, yeah, the Clippers did it, right? But I just don't feel like the Rockets have... Obviously, they're a better team than Clippers. They don't have that dog like the Clippers do. They don't have, like, that, oh, we got nothing to lose mentality like the Clippers do. So I feel like, I feel like it's over. If the Warriors get one of these next two games, it's done. It's yeah, so I feel like if they win the next one, especially they might even sweep. Houston. They might sweep. Oh no, yeah. I feel like if not a sweep, it'll be the gentleman four-one sweep. I don't know. I don't even think it's a gentleman. I think it's literally a sweep because I feel like <laughs> the Rockets would give up and just be like, "Nah, we don't want to uh, forget it." You know what I mean? But like, I mean, what do you think? I mean, all the officiating controversy, right? I feel like that's you'd never want to talk about a series, and first thing you want to talk about is officiating, right? It shouldn't come to that, but like. This series, it has. just Refs have just dominated the headlines. Now people are looking at who's refing each game now, like, for this series. Yeah, it's like, come to that point. It's come to that point, actually. Not, right. I mean, what can you say? You obviously think, uh, like, game one, there was the whole 
the landing situation of you have to let the player land. Yes, that's the rule. But then you have to also look at the way that the players that are shooting, kicking out their feet and are even going further beyond where they're supposed to land to try to draw the foul. There have been plays where I think certain... It's just tough to really say. Do I think the refs are favoring one team more than the other? No, I don't know I don't for sure. So. I feel like there have been bad calls both ways yes. and good calls both ways. Have there I been guess. missed calls both ways? I do believe that too. Uh, it was shown like the Rockets are complaining about fouls when statistically they have they've taken like I think six or seven more free throws than the Warriors have in both first two games. Uh, and also that there was the whole thing of them sending uh, the audit of oh the Warriors had fouled us X amount of times, which resulted in us not being able to score twenty nine points, resulting in us losing in Game Seven last year. I think that's a Sort of a bitch move to do. Like, come on, dog. That was in the past. <laughs> no, I agree with Why you. Why are you pulling up these BS records and stats, analytics? No one cares. We want to see you play now. How Don't make an excuse. Yeah. Both games have been really close, too. I mean, if you guys step up in certain plays, don't shoot too bad. You guys can win certain games. Yeah, like, really, that was like 20 millennia ago. Why are you bringing that up? Like, you missed yeah. 27 straight threes. Get over it. The yeah, rest exactly. Can... But then for this series, I still feel like, man, I'm not going to lie. Both sides complain a lot. Like, I, I'm really irritated well, by both yeah, sides. Yeah, then the other yeah. side, like, the Warriors obviously yeah. make it a big deal, too, that the Rockets did certain things or they're complaining. It's, yeah, they, I don't know. No angels. Yeah, Warriors ain't no angels either. They, they got some things in here, too. But, like, I feel like, yeah, don't get me wrong, James Harden, does he flop? Yes, he flops. But did he get absolutely, like, mauled by Clay Thompson on a couple of those threes? Yeah, absolutely. Like, Clay Thompson's literally going under, like, almost... They got to be consistent because they're calling stuff like that in regular season, I remember. They call stuff like that. And it's kind of like, yeah, I agree, it's kind of eye-popping, right? Like, oh, why aren't you calling that now? Like, you called that all season long, but you're not calling it now for him. Like, it kind of... I can understand where it's coming from. Obviously, I don't think any of these games are dictated... Especially Game 2. I thought Game 2 was one of the best ref games I've ever seen. Like, there was no controversy whatsoever. No, I think they did a really good job. Yeah, I think Scott Foster actually gets a lot of heat, but he's actually a really good referee. They actually let him play. They let him play physical. They let him do anything. But like, And they don't even let any bad call. There was no bad call that dominated that game. It was just a good ref game. No controversy. Yeah, I mean, the only thing was... Um... You obviously had the injuries, but then the injuries happen, things like that. But yeah, outside of refing goes, everything was done close. Rockets only lost the game by four points. They made a run at the end of the game. No, do they end both games? That's why you kind of feel like, okay, do they have a shot? Like, maybe they can get two of these home games. But obviously, like, to win this series, you got to win four out of five against the Warriors, right? Like, that's a pretty tough task, you know what I mean? Winning four out of your next five games. Obviously, first of all, you got to start with two at home. If you get two at home, then we can talk about a series. Like, oh, yeah, okay. I, I feel like that's the approach Houston has to take now. They got to take it one game at a time, at least until they can tie up the series. Because um, it's, I mean, it's obviously a lot of pressure going into the next game. Because then they have the whole thing with Harden is if they end up do getting swept, is like, what is Harden showing you in the playoffs? He always comes to certain situations where they bust. I mean, Harden has been playing really good basketball. I think he has. And he's yeah. scoring well. Obviously, in certain games, he's not shooting too well from the floor. Um, but I think Chris Paul needs to step up to a bit now. A yeah, little bit is. more. Uh, and the rest of the team, I mean, there's... But then again, you are playing the Warriors. How, what more can you do when you're going up against... When KD's on fire and then Clay steps up, 
Because Clay at any point can give you one quarter, and he can. We've seen him put up thirty in a quarter. So they have the guys that can do. It. And Draymond Green's actually been putting up fourteen, fifteen points the past two games. That doesn't really help uh, in the Houston case, but yeah, I mean the next two games they have to win. Yeah, it's kind of weird too, like because like Capella's kind of like useless in the series now because they're going small, right? I feel like Capella's not. Maybe if they bring him off the bench and start like Austin Rivers, they can combat that. And have a little better of a chance in the next couple games. But yeah, I always say this too. Like, a series never, like a lot of people say, like, a series never starts until the road team wins a game, right? So, like, yeah. until the Warriors have won a game, you can't say it's over at, on the road. Like, obviously, if they win a road game, any of these two, it's over. So, like, we got to give Rockets, maybe if they win two of these, they have a shot. But obviously, it's tough to beat the Warriors back to back games because they make adjustments if they lose a game and then you can't really beat them the next game so i feel like yeah the rockets gotta do some they gotta pull off a miracle man they needed yeah. one of the, they had game one definitely but like one. going into the series after seeing what we saw golden state do with the clippers took six games but like, i'm not gonna lie there were some doubts like dang can the warriors actually no they're vulnerable be defeated they are vulnerable it showed that they're vulnerable and there's like can we imagine an nba uh, a Western final, a Western Conference Finals without the Golden State Warriors or an NBA Finals without them, it'd be totally just out of the blue, just random, different. But I mean, the Warriors have been—they've won the past two games, and if they beat Houston, I think they'll just breeze by. As far as we'll go, obviously we'll get to that point when we get there. But I feel like this was the biggest challenge that the Warriors had to face, and so far they've been doing really well. I think. It- I think you told me one time that a team in the East would be a better challenge to Warriors. I'm actually starting to believe like what you were saying that one time. Because I always said like Houston's probably the biggest threat to yeah. Warriors. Maybe they still are, right? They can still do something. But like I feel like a team in the East, like because I feel like against the Warriors, you need a guy that's almost equal to Kevin Durant to have a chance. Like the Rockets don't have a small forward that's equal to Kevin if you get what I mean. No, like, no, at that, the position. Yeah, I, I got you. You gotta make them work and have a couple players around it. So like if Giannis comes to the finals, right? Or Jimmy Butler comes to the finals. Or Kawhi Leonard. Or Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown. Like, that's a little bit of a challenge for KD. And like, he's going to have to guard these guys, maybe get a little bit tired and, like, consume himself on the offensive end. Yeah, I feel like that's the biggest key with the Warriors. You when make- KD's coming down, who is he? Is he guarding P.J. Tucker? I mean, that's not much of a challenge. The guy just sits in a corner. If he gets the ball, he gets the ball. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, he's- we know. Yeah. Like Kevin Durant's so good, you got to make him like tired on defense, and then make him not like effective on offense. Because if you make him more tired, you're not going to get like forty every game like you're getting now. And in the first series, who do you guard? Like Danilo Gallinari, Landry Shamit. Like he maybe they'll have a little bit of a challenge coming out east. I could see what you were saying earlier, like when you told me a team like Milwaukee or something. Yeah, and then by then fatigue kicks in and things like that, so anything is possible. But I mean, for now. The Warriors have Rockets on their mind, and the Rockets have the Warriors on their mind. And, I mean, I still think this series is going to be interesting no matter how, uh, the regardless of the finishes, whether it's a sweep, 4-1, if it gets to that, or Rockets take it to 6-7, it'll still be an interesting series just because of the Harden dynamic versus the Warriors and the whole Houston, we're supposed to be the team that can match them as far as style of play goes and shooting threes go. But, uh, I mean, the next two games, very important. And I think Harden's. I mean, you don't want to say that player's legacy is on the line or anything like no, that. No, it, it is. But I feel like I feel like it is for Harden now because they're yeah. saying Harden's the best. He should be MVP. He's the best player in the NBA. This and that. 
but then when you get to certain plays, you should be winning games in the playoffs. They took care of Utah. We expected you to take care of Utah. Now, obviously, people didn't expect you to beat the Warriors, but like we weren't expecting you to get swept or get destroyed. Although the games have been pretty close, but we we need to see something. We need to see at least one or two. So they got to do at least one or two here, especially being at home. Now you're right on the money. And like, if you can't beat this Warriors team, this is arguably like the worst Warriors team in the last five years. Obviously, that means they're still good. But if you can't beat this vulnerable Warriors team this year, when can you beat them? Like, this oh, exactly. They're so tired vulnerable. Now. They're yeah. fatigued. They lost Demarcus. Uh, the bench unit is not the same. This the bench is Iggy's bad, been yeah. coming here. He's actually been doing yeah. some stuff, but then ah, it's not it. Uh, Draymond Green, he looked okay offensively these past two games, but it wasn't much in the Clippers because he has to hit a three since game two against. He still hasn't been going in, honestly. Like if yeah. You look, yeah, and then Curry and Clay have actually been inconsistent more. KD's actually been the guy that's been stepping up the most. Uh, going out scoring obviously Curry and Clay have been doing their part as well but they've been a little bit more inconsistent so they do look a lot more vulnerable this is the Rockets best chance honestly yeah you can't get them here man I don't know what you're gonna do like next couple years right like I don't know but like going back to that point so like obviously we there's been a lot of talk about Kevin Durant now like everyone's talking about oh do the Warriors actually need Kevin Durant more than Kevin Durant needs the Warriors like what do you think about all that I still, I mean, it's tough to say. Like, uh, I feel like KD's, obviously, he's an integral part of the Warriors' offense now. He's big. But then again, there are reasons why he can be and score it so easily because you obviously have people looking at Curry, looking at Clay, because those guys can go off at any time too. Yeah. So, but I mean, from what I've seen this playoff so far, I think Kevin Durant is the guy for the team right now. He's shown it offensively. He's scoring. They're going to him. Uh, and I think at the current pace that they're playing, if they do end up winning the championship, which I still think they do, I think Kevin Durant wins another finals MVP. No, man, I just think, like, yeah, I agree with you on that. I think if they get to the finals, I think KD, sadly, probably not going to be Curry this time again. But like, Yeah, I feel like he's missing out too much. But we never know. Curry goes in the finals and <laughs> absolutely bonkers because the finals is the finals. That's different. They look at that as a different entity towards the previous rounds. Because if you go off in the finals, you can win the finals MVP. Like we saw Iguodala win it that year. Oh, he didn't do much the entire playoffs until he got to the finals, of where he has supposedly played a lot better. Uh, I remember the one that's, year. Yeah, that's kind I mean, of horse, I think man. I think Curry should be yeah. upset, but yeah. I don't think it's in Curry's um, DNA to be upset and things like that. He's just happy to win a championship. Yeah, uh, and rightfully so. I still think Curry should have won Finals MVP that year. Uh, but then, like, yeah, so it depends on what they do in the finals. Like, I remember one year, Sean Livingston was in, I think it was, like, game two or game three, really early in the finals. They were saying Livingston could win finals MVP just for him having a game or two good in the finals. So that's what they mainly look at. But, like, yeah, on pace right now, if they stick with this consistency, KD's been the only one that's been more consistent and has had shouldered more of the offense as far as taking over games go and being vocal about it as well. Like, ever since he said, you know who I am, he's actually been dominating. Dude, yeah, I was just about to say that. Like, honestly, I've been, like, so – I've been critical of KD. Obviously, it was I mean, and rightfully movie. so from the decision and ever since then. But, like, that was a pretty badass moment. I'm not going to – that was a badass moment. Just, like, yeah. I'm saying, I'm that Kevin Durant. You know who I am. Boss. Now, like, all we need is for KD to win his ring this year or whatever and go somewhere else. Yeah, please leave, so man. So we can love so... him again, right? Because we want to love KD. He's, he's – yeah. 
His play style is amazing. Like the uh, dude's amazing when it comes dude, to scoring. Honestly, like if you look at the way this guy plays, there's been nothing like this guy. Like he's a seven footer. He could back you down, duck, fade away. He can get to the yeah. hoop. He's and he is seven feet. Seven I don't feet. care what that six nine BS they no, have. He's seven feet. Seven feet. The so, dude's the same height as Dirk. He's as nimble as a guard. He's just he's insane. Honestly, dude, I agree with you. But do you think like? I think he has a skill set, but do you think he can become a top 10 NBA player ever? I feel like that's been talked about a lot now. Like uh, KD's... I feel like for him to do that, he has a skill set, obviously, as a top 10, because no one else we haven't seen like him before, as far yeah. as when it comes to his height, his skills. If he goes somewhere else, and he takes that team somewhere as far as finals or, dare I say, win a championship with somebody else, uh, then, I mean, he'll be up there, I think, when it's all said and done. Because he's still got a ways to go. His career's not over yet, and it's not ending pretty soon, barring any injury. Um, He's still got a ways to go, so he can start up a new chapter uh, with another team, which will kind of redeem himself in everybody else's eyes uh, for, like, this decision he made to go to Golden State. And if he succeeds with that team, then I can see him in the top 10. No, honestly, dude, yeah, he's so skilled. Like, he he definitely has the skills to be in the top 10. I just feel like... Yeah, he's going to have to go out there and prove it to someone, like, another team. Because we know, like, this is a Kevin Durant we expect. We expect Kevin Durant to score 30-plus. Like, this is Kevin Durant. But, like, I feel like this year the Warriors are just giving him the offense more, too. Like, it's just weird compared to years past. Because, like, I feel like he's actually, like, getting used more and stuff. And that's, like, kind of helping his case, honestly. Because he could say, like, oh, what's Curry doing? What's Clay doing? I'm literally carrying this team. Yeah, like I said, it's show, Curry and Clay have had obviously they've been hurt too with the ankle, uh, but they haven't been as consistent as years past. And KD's been the guy that they're like, all right. And KD's been vocal, like I said, you know I am. He's he's taking it. He doesn't mind. He hasn't called yeah. anybody out either. He's doing his thing. So, and I I think if they do win this series or close out the Houston Rockets in four, it'll be because KD would just went totally bonkers. Yeah, he's playing really well right now. Probably the top level basketball. I think KD is also the best, Jokic. best player on the court in that series as well. I think and, he's be- I think he's better than James Harden. Oh yeah, easily. Oh yeah. I don't think I think yeah, Kevin Durant's probably one of the three two two or three best players on the planet. And I feel like yeah, James Harden's probably top five, but he's not better than Kevin Durant. Yeah, yeah. definitely not. Just because like Kevin Durant's way more efficient too. People don't take that into account either. Like KD's pretty efficient. I'm not, and then James Harden. I mean, yeah, he has to shoulder more of the load, right? I guess when KD was in OKC, but he was still, KD was around like 46, 47 over there in OKC. So yeah. I feel like, I feel like yeah, that argument about Harden being better is kind of like whack. I don't think he's better than Kevin Durant. I feel like Harden is in a position to where he can be at least statistically because. Being, yeah, like you said, he's more in because the ball is in his hands almost all the time now. Yeah, he's their main guard, and the system with D'Antoni thrives and lets players like him do whatever they want run up, shoot as many shots as you want, as long as it's behind the three point line, and as long as you get into the basket. So I feel like Harden's in a better position as far as it goes, but yeah, I think KD's still, still the best player on the court when it comes to that series, especially. Yeah, so just a quick recap on the series. So you just have Warriors in six. I, got I have Warriors, Warriors in, in six, yep. So I'm counting on you, Houston. You got to win these next two games, man. <laughs> counting on you. Make it a series, Houston, at least. Come on now. 
Yeah, we want to see seven games of this grueling. We want to see like somebody compete with the Warriors. We don't want to see like a four zero finals. You know what I mean? Nobody wants yeah. to see that. It's like we want to see like a competitive series. Like give these guys some, and they can't be beat. Somebody can give these guys like a little bit more action and like make them feel like oh we're gonna lose. All right, guys, that is gonna do it for episode eight of the High Post podcast. Be sure to share with your family, friends, and other basketball enthusiasts in your life. And we will see you guys on the next episode. Peace.